We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And welcome back to another episode of Chargers Analytics with Arjun. In this episode, we're going to be continuing with the trend of looking at Staley's defense, especially when he's with the Rams. Now, in this episode, we're actually going to be covering three major topics. Uh, the first topic is going to be Staley's personnel usage and how effective he was with each, each personnel usage when he was with the Rams. Then we're going to transition into the type of coverages he ran when he's at the Rams and how effective he was with those. And then finally, we're going to be looking at how much Staley blitzed and how, effect, how effective he was when he blitzed with the Rams. So before we go into the topics, I actually want to bring up, bring up a couple of comments that were brought up in the last video. Uh, first off, uh, Vic Fangio, yes, he was the creator of the too high safety look. Now, I know people are saying Staley wasn't the full innovator, but like I said, innovation is taking something that existed and making it into your own and making it into something new. And Fangio created the 2i system when he's in Stanford and in San Francisco, and he ran it to perfection in Chicago when they had the number one defense in 2018. Now, Brandon Staley was on that staff, and he brought this same idea and concept over to the Rams in 2020. But the difference with Fangio's scheme and Staley's scheme is Staley used this idea of a star cornerback role. Remember in John Carroll, he had this really good defensive back that he can move inside and outside. And he had that same uh, cornerback in L.A. with Jalen Ramsey. Now, Vic Fangio has never really ran this defense with a star cornerback, right? He never really had that type of player, Kyle Fuller. He's a really good corner, but he's not at the level that Jalen Ramsey was that he can play inside or outside. So for that reason, Staley is an innovator in the fact that he created, he took Fangio's two-high scheme and made it into his own by using the 
you know, the star cornerback role and, you know, using a guy like Aaron Donald inside and outside uh, on the defensive line. Now, second off, uh, the Tampa 2 defense that I mentioned, it wasn't created by John Gruden. Uh, Tony Dungy was, you know, the creator of this whole Tampa 2 defense. But the point I wanted to bring out was John Gruden's team under Monte Kiffin as defensive coordinator ran that Tampa 2 to perfection. And because of all the star defensive coaches on that side of the ball who went on to become defensive coordinators and head coaches around the league, that's what that's where the Tampa 2 came from, that 2002 Bucks. Because they had so much success with it and because the NFL is a copycat league, that Tampa 2 defense made its way throughout the league. So those are just addressing some of the comments. Now let's get into the video with Staley's defense and you know how effective it was with the Rams. So the website I'm going to be using is called The Kneel Down. Um, first off, before I go into this, I really want to thank Ryan Wiseman12 on Twitter. Um, this is a guy that works for PFF as an intern, and he has access to a bunch of this data for the defensive side of the ball that the public just doesn't really have access to, right? Um, if you don't know, PFF, uh, works like with the NFL teams um, and they provide them with film and they provide them with data and film breakdowns of, you know, what teams run in terms of coverages and personnel. Now Ryan found a way to put this all on a website for the public to use. So make sure to go check out Ryan Wiseman 12 on Twitter and to be able to see this website, which just has a ton of awesome stuff. You have defensive stats, quarterback stats, run game stats, and team stats in general. Now, again, we're going to be focusing on the defensive side of the ball today. So first off, let's look at the defensive personnel usage for the Rams in 2020 under Brandon Staley. So um, I'm going to zoom in for you guys so you guys can see this a little bit better, right? So first off, uh, we're going to be looking at uh, what type of personnel usage Staley went, ran with the Rams, right? So the top three uh, personnels that he ran were the 2-3-6, a 2-4-5, and a 3-3-5. So the top two uh, personnels were nickel packages, and the third highest was the dime package, right, a 2-3-6. Now, in the era of the passing offense, you need to have a good slot cornerback. You need to have good nickel backs and dime backers because you're going to be running a lot of nickel and dime just because of the fact that three receiver sets are fairly popular in the NFL right now. So Staley recognized this. He didn't run a ton of base packages. I know Charger fans were – you know, a little bit scared that, you know, Staley's running a 3-4. But in reality, you know, he's not running a 3-4. He's going to be running a lot of nickel. And the most of the time they're going to be running a 3-4 are on first and first first and tens or maybe on, like, first and goals or goal-to-go situations where you need to be in a heavy base or you need to be in, like, a base package more of a heavy with more heavy personnel, more linebackers, or defense alignment. So as you can see, uh, Staley ran this uh, defensive personnel uh, a lot with the Rams, right? So a lot of nickel and dime. And uh, one thing I want to bring up is, you know, this three-three-five defense. I think it has a ton of versatility, especially with this with this Chargers defense. Um, I tried my best to find like a football defensive diagramming app for you guys to be able to see this. Um, this is my best way of interpreting a three-three-five in in what I believe could be a really fun way to run it. So if you see, this is a 3-3-5, a three uh, linemen, three linebackers, and then five DBs, right? So obviously the top two DBs are safeties. So I'm going to take you through what I think would be a really fun way to run this. Uh, you would have Linval in the middle playing that nose tackle. You'd have Bosa on one of these sides, probably the, you know, going against the right tackle. That's the side he plays the most. And then the other D linemen, you could have, you know, Tillery. You could have Justin Jones in there. Now, you would either have Nwosu on 
at one of these linebackers. But the other outside linebacker, I want to see Kenneth Murray in this role, right? Everyone knows this guy's like a violent uh, football player as a linebacker. He wants to go attack the running backs. He wants to go attack the quarterbacks. He wants to, he was a really good blitzer in Oklahoma, but Gus Bradley played him at the Mike linebacker role. And we put him on outside linebacker. He has the ability to rush the quarterback off the edge, but also guard the flats, right? We're not asking him to play coverage over the middle. We're asking him to play the flats, guard the running backs. And, you know, he's in a position to where he can shoot the gap and make a tackle in the backfield. Right. So that would be Kenneth Murray's role. You'd have like Drew Tranquil or maybe even Kaiser in this role. You know, uh, Michael Davis, Asante, Chris Harris, Derwin, and then Naz. So that's what, you know, a possible 3-3-5 formation would look like with the Chargers. Obviously, everything is flexible. You could put Kenneth Murray up here and put Kyler Fackrell, just have a, like a legitimate five defensive linemen on the field. And the great thing about the 3-3-5 is, you know, you're disguising your look. That's the whole point of Staley's scheme. You want to disguise the look. All five of these defensive uh, linemen on the line of scrimmage could be rushing the quarterback, right? You could send all five or you could send four. And you don't know which one of these outside linebackers would be dropping into coverage. It'd be, it could be Nuosu or it could be Kenneth Murray, right? So that's what a possible 3v5 formation would look like. I thought that was kind of cool. But again, it's not always about how much you run a certain personnel. It's also about how effective it is when you run it. So this is looking at the EPA average for each of the personnels for NF for the Rams in the past year, right? Remember EPA stands for expected points added. It is a great way to predict and measure efficiency on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Now, uh, before we go into the numbers, remember EPA, you want it to be negative for defense because that, that means they're allowing negative points to be added for every play. And the great thing about this craft, you can see every single bar except two bars are negative which is amazing. And funny enough, the only two bars that are negative, one is 10 men on the field, which is, you know, that's probably just like a communication error. And if you're playing 11 on 10, most of the times the team with 11 people are going to win. And then the second one is a 5-3-3, which is like their goal line package, which means most of the time they're allowing a touchdown in goal to go situations, which is, you know, pretty much expected, right? So obviously the EPA for plays can be higher for that. But in total, like in general, a lot of the times they run these personnels, they have a negative EPA per play. The three highest coverages, remember two, three, six, uh, two, four, five, and three, 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 five, all have negative EPA per play. Now, um, the thing to keep in mind is the other personnels that you see, they are pretty much in smaller sample sizes, right? So when you have a smaller sample size, you're going to have less data to work with. So you don't really want to look at those. You really want to look at the, the personnel that the Rams ran the most, which is the 236, the 245, and the 335. And while the 245 average is a little, is like the highest negative average, if that makes sense, like the closest to zero, um, it is still negative, which is pretty good for defenses, especially since the Rams uh, played a ton of high-powered offenses, right? So that is looking at the personnel usage for the Rams and the EPA for personnel. Uh, we're going to transition into the types of coverages the Rams ran in 2020. Now, this is super important, right? I mentioned on my Twitter that, you know, the Rams last year were a zone-heavy scheme. You can't really disguise man. When you're playing man, you're going to be looking, you know, you're going to have your DBs looking at the receivers. But you can disguise zone because most of the eyes are going to be on the quarterback, and the quarterback can't really tell if you're running, like, whatever type of, uh, whatever type of coverage, especially if it's a zone coverage. Right, so you have cover three, cover three shell, cover four, and cover six. 
right? So cover three, cover four, and cover six were the three most used coverages by Brandon Staley last year, with cover three being the highest. Right now, I know Gus Bradley ran a ton of cover three, but I showed in my film breakdown last week that Gus Bradley did nothing to disguise it. But Staley will, you know, disguise his cover three looks by running that too high look, which throws quarterbacks off because they could also be running cover four slash quarters or cover six, right? And cover three shell as well. And cover three also includes cover three match, which is the concept that you run zone on one side of the formation and then you play man on the other. So say Michael Davis is your best man corner, you could stick him on the weak side receiver and have everyone zone up on the other side, right? And, and just say, hey, Michael, you lock down your guy, we're going to play zone on the other. Okay, so uh, Staley did mix up his coverages quite a bit, right? He didn't just exclusively run cover three. He ran cover three, cover four, and cover six at a, at a reasonable amount all over 200 plays, which is good. And the highest man coverage he ran was cover one, just to keep that in mind. So now we looked at how much he ran it, but again, it's all about how effective he was when he was running it. And I mean, great news. Again, the three type of coverages he ran the most, cover three, cover four, cover six, and cover one, all four of those coverages have a negative EPA per play, right? Now, this, uh, this bar right here for cover two man, it's super high, right? For in terms of positivity, it's, it has a really high positive EPA value, which isn't good. But it, like I said before, very small sample size. Look at how much, how little they ran cover two man. Right, so very small sample size. So I wouldn't honestly even look at cover two man as much as I would for cover one, cover three, cover three shell, cover four, and cover six. So you can see how effective and efficient Brandon Staley's defense is when he runs these different types of zones. And again, this all stems from his desire to disguise his coverages, which leaves the quarterbacks thinking up until the point that they snap the ball. Because they don't know what coverage Staley's defense is going to be in, which is a great sign. And obviously, you know, the Chargers have a ton of versatility on their back end with Derwin James, Monsieur Adderley, Chris Harris can play inside, outside, same with Asante Samuel. So you're going to see a lot of different looks. And unlike Gus Bradley, who's like single-handedly just ran cover three from a single high look, you're going to have Brandon Staley running these type of zone coverages from a two high look, and he's going to keep mixing it up. Now we're going to move on to the final topic, which is blitzing, right? Now, uh, let's just say it. Gus Bradley never blitzed. The Chargers on this graph, in terms of blitz rate, are last. They blitzed at the lowest amount out of any team last year, and they were one of the worst teams when it came to blitzing and how effective they were, right? So the y-axis looks at how much they blitzed. The x-axis looks at how well they performed. Now, again, positive EPA for defenses is bad, and negative is good. So you can see right here the Rams are on the negative side, in terms of EPA per play. And if you just look at, you know, off the eye, eye test, they rank fourth in EPA per blitz. That's, that's amazing, right? They blitzed at about an average rate, but they had the fourth highest efficiency when they blitzed, right? And you don't, you know, blitzing can be a high risk, high reward, because if your back end has some bad communication or the defensive back lets the receiver get behind him, it's pretty much a, a, a touchdown. But the Rams ran it so well to where they had the fourth uh, lowest EPA per blitz. Um, so they ranked fourth in terms of EPA per blitz. Now, again, comparing the Chargers had the lowest blitz rate, the Rams were right about average. And I want to point out, there's a couple of things for this upcoming Chargers season where 
being average is actually okay, right? Like the Chargers have been so bad in certain categories for a long time that going going back to the average, going back to the mean, regressing to the mean is not a bad thing. Like the Chargers special teams has been dismal ever since Anthony Lynn has taken over, or it's been dismal for the whole you know 2010 decade that you know, going back to average, just being average is not a bad thing. You know, it's better than being last. Same thing with the offensive line. If the offensive line at worst is average, that's still better than the worst ranked offensive line this past year, right? And so just keep that in mind. The Chargers will likely be going closer to the average than where they were under Gus Bradley. Now, uh, again, make sure to check out this website if you want access to all these amazing stats. Um, I'm going to point out that, you know, defensive stats are not, you know, as available to the public as offensive stats are, right? You know, people play fantasy football and things like that to where they need a lot of offensive stats. But defensive stats like coverages and uh, personnel usage aren't really that available to the public. So big shout out to Ryan and PFF for providing us with this data. And I know what you guys might say, you know, PFF, you know, you know, their grade is subjective and all of that. But, you know, PFF does a great job of of collecting data and making it available for NFL teams. And if NFL teams are using this type of data right here, like they are looking at this every week for making game plans and saying, okay, the Rams run a ton of um, cover, cover three, right? Then why don't Washington, the public, you know, be able to use that as well. So don't discredit this data just because it's coming from PFF and you don't like their grades. PFF does a great job and they have a ton of people who work to make this data and make it as accurate as it can be, right? Because in the end, PFF doesn't know what the play call is. They're doing their best to read the coverages and read the formations and the personnel usage, right? So that takes us to the end of this video. I hope you guys found this informative and found a great new tool for you guys to use uh, in your free time or if you want to look up Staley Scheme uh, in LA or what Gus Bradley ran last year with the Chargers. Make sure to comment if you guys checked out Ryan's website, the kneel down, and if you guys liked it or not, and leave any feedback on his Twitter page or even in the comments if you liked the video. And make sure to also comment any potential topics or ideas you want me to go over in the future. And I'm going to be getting to those uh, sometime this summer. And with that, as always, bolts up.